as people are coming in, I want to just start with a couple of reminders. One is our request that you come in and down so that when other people arrive a little bit later, they can go to the edges and not disturb everybody by walking all the way down and having to find a seat. So in and down. Second is if you are in the aisle, know that somebody may ask you to, to walk past you. <laughs> And that's part of what has to happen in order for there to be enough room for everybody. So don't assume that if you're sitting on the aisle, you might not be disturbed. If you don't want to be disturbed, push yourself further in. Okay, And turn off your cell phones, please. Those are all my announcements. So we'll get started. I have a little bit of a cold today, so I'm going to probably talk less and have more silent time and space to meditate. And um, my voice obviously will sound a little bit different, but that's the way it goes. I'm Diana Winston. I'm the Director of Mindfulness Education at UCLA's Mindful Awareness Research Center. Happy to see you here today for our meditation. We're practicing mindfulness meditation. And mindfulness, as I like to define it, is the art of paying attention to our present moment experiences with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be with what is. So it's really about meeting each moment with a kind of capacity to be awake rather than lost in that automatic pilot that we tend to be lost in most of the day. It's just like our life goes by and we kind of miss it. You have that experience, you get in the car, you get out of the car, you don't know what happened in between. Yeah, I mean that's really, really common. And and it's just it's just the way we we um we live our lives. You know, it's just we are eating something. I was at a restaurant last night and I was just it was really good and I just ate it and suddenly I looked down and the food was gone. And I thought, I'm a meditation teacher and I didn't even notice the food that I just ate. That's not good, right? But at least I noticed that I didn't notice it. Yeah. So that was being mindful of not being mindful. So it's a task that we can learn to be more present in the midst of our life. And I often do it just as a reminder, just a very gentle reminder in the midst of the day to bring my attention to the present moment. And sometimes the easiest thing to do is to remember to be mindful of my breathing. And that's what, one of the reasons we do a breathing practice here, because then when we're out in the, our normal lives, we can come into the present moment through taking breaths, mindful breaths. Sometimes when I'm out in the world, I might notice my physical body, what it's doing in that moment. And so I'll notice the weight of my body, my feet on the floor, my hands. Those are ways of just bringing my attention into the present moment. Sometimes I'm aware of my thoughts, what's happening, my thoughts, my emotions, what I'm feeling. Really, anything that's happening in the moment, we can be mindful of. So in that restaurant experience, I could have been more mindful of tasting it, noticing it, really showing up for the experience. And that helps me to live a life that's more fully connected, vibrant, alive, present. So the practice we do here trains us to live a life in that way. And we'll begin the practice now of mindful awareness. You can settle back in your chair. Something that's on should be turned off. In other words, if you haven't gotten the message, turn off your cell phones, please. Thank you. 
So settling back into your chair and taking a breath or two. And the deep breath allows a relaxation to occur. Now your eyes generally are closed, but for some people that doesn't feel right, so it's fine to keep them open, looking downward. Hands are resting wherever they're comfortable, on your lap, on the arms of the chair. Your back is upright, but not too tight or rigid, but not too relaxed. So finding a nice middle place where you feel supported, upright in your body. Feet on the floor. We will take another deep breath at your own pace, maybe a couple more deep breaths. Starting the process of going inward to investigate and be present to our moment-to-moment experience. As you let your breath return to normal, you can notice your body here. So I mentioned earlier, being aware of our breath takes us into the present moment. Being aware of our body takes us into the present moment. Noticing our feet on the floor, we feel the weight and touch, heaviness, lightness, movement. Can feel connected to the floor. It's a way of feeling grounded in a literal way and figurative. Feeling your legs against the chair. Noticing areas that your legs connect with the chair, the thighs, pressure, weight. Maybe there's more weight on one side of your leg than another, or on one leg compared to the other. Not so much to analyze, but simply notice. There's no right or wrong. Back against the chair. Noticing what's present as you sense into your back. Warmth. Pressure. Heaviness. And how about your stomach? What's happening in your stomach area? Can you soften your stomach? See if you can allow a gentle softening to happen. You might breathe more deeply into the stomach area. Inviting in relaxation right now for you.
And then noticing your hands, letting them be soft, relaxed. There's a lot to notice with our hands, vibration, tingling, warmth. And then gently bringing your attention up your arms. Shoulders softening. Upper back, chest area. Relax. Feel, sense, notice what's present. Let your breathing be natural through the nose, in and out through the nose. Up to the jaw. Is your jaw tight? Let it drop a little bit. Soften. about your face, facial muscles soft, eyes soft, and you can notice your whole body present on the chair. Finding your breath in your body. Your body is breathing. For those of you who are new, this is the basic mindfulness practice, the foundation that I teach here. Finding your breath in your body. Noticing the rising and falling of your abdomen. or the expansion and contraction of your chest. Or the coolness, flow of sensations and the tip of your nose above your upper lip. It's likely you find your breath in any of these three spots. If you're new today, just pick one. Doesn't matter so much, just pick whatever's the easiest. So we'll just do the simple practice today of awareness of breath. Rising, falling expanding, contracting, and we stay attentive to the present moment. One breath after the next. As you do this, if your mind starts to wander, then you're completely normal. 
That's what our minds do. They wander. So all you have to do is notice your mind has wandered and then gently bring it back to the breathing. Refocus your attention on the sensations of breath. Feeling the breath, one breath at a time. Mind wanders away. We notice it, thinking, wandering, and then returning. We'll practice this in silence now. Enjoy yourself.
doesn't matter how many times your mind wanders away. You always have the capacity to bring it back, to start again. Each time you realize that you're lost in thought, in memory, plans, analysis, fantasy, you may be lost in it for a while, but there's a moment that you realize you're lost, and this is the moment of mindfulness. So this is the good news, and it's what allows us, it actually, in that moment, we've returned to the present. We are in the present, and then we come back to the task at hand, which is the breath awareness. We'll do it a little bit longer. And as you bring your attention back into your body, if it's somewhere else, notice the impact of the meditation today. How are you feeling right now? How is your body? How is your mind? Do you feel more relaxed, at ease, connected, soft, present, calm? If any of these qualities are here, even just little amounts of them, really let them be here. Let themselves be present in your body right now and in your mind. Let them spread more calm, more ease, more joy, or at least the possibility of that. And if that's not what's present for you, there's no guarantee that meditation is going to make you feel a certain way. Notice what is present and let that be okay. Let that be here. Whatever it is, hunger, tired, itchy, bored, whatever you're feeling right now, that is okay from the perspective of mindfulness. It is the present moment. Can we have a willingness to be with what is? So notice your body present again. Feel your feet on the floor. Your legs and back against the chair. Soft hands. Soft belly, soft shoulders, soft face. And offer yourself a little bit of appreciation for being here and practicing 
and for the others in the room too who support this practice. And then after the next breath, feel free to open your eyes. So, a couple of announcements. Um, information about our center, and if you want to go more deeply into mindfulness, learn about it through classes and day-longs, workshops, events, all of that's on the right when you exit in these posters that you will see, all sorts of information. Our website has downloadable free meditations that you can go to. It's all information is up there. Um, what else? Oh, I will be here next week. It'll be the 5th of July, but I will be here, and then it's not canceled. And I, um, every, the last one of every month, I stay for a little while for an optional question and answer period for about 15 minutes. So you're welcome to stay if you want and ask any questions about your meditation or meditation in general. And otherwise, the galleries are free. Oh, I was going to give you an exercise. I like to have something you can do during the week since I was talking about eating. Try to eat food mindfully this week. Or it could be just one meal a day or maybe one meal the whole week or it could be the first two minutes of eating. But try to bring some mindfulness into, the, into your food. And you don't have to say to your whole family, okay, everybody be quiet. We're <laughs> meditating. You, know, you can be more subtle than that. Stealth. Okay. All right. See you next week. So I'll just give it a minute, and then if anyone has questions, if you want to stay, I'm happy to answer them. Mm -hmm. I think we can get started. So this is very informal, just an opportunity if you have any particular questions arising about your mindfulness or meditation, I'm happy to answer them if I can see you. Yes? I'm going to, I'll repeat the question. Go ahead. So you're saying your friend, you're welcome to sit down unless you don't want to. Um, uh, she has a friend who had an unsuccessful surgery. And so, I'm sorry, what's the question about it? So it was a heart. Uh-huh. And now there's something leaking and they're not sure what's wrong. Mm. And she just found out last week. And she said, what do you think I should do? And she knows I come here. Mm. And she said, you know, could you just pose this question? It's a big it's a it's a big question. So I think you're asking in general, what does someone do when they're dealing with a major life crisis and and particularly a physical illness and how to bring a meditative approach to it? Is that what she's asking? Because I can, I mean, there's lots of ways you could answer that question, right? Um, so I think um, I would say from a for, as a meditation teacher, I would respond by saying that. Does she have a meditation practice? No. So do you want to ask how you would work with it or how she would work with it? Well, she, I mean, she tries to do meditation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a really wonderful set of CDs by a doctor named Dr. Murray Rossman. That's all about their healing meditations, and they're different than the meditations that we do here. And um, so I would look him up and look at his CDs for healing, because you can do meditations where you visualize the body healing, where you um, where you kind of check in with your own sense of health and healing, and it can be really, really helpful. I would say that's that's a good way to start. M-A-N, Dr. Marty Rossman. I highly recommend them. They're great. Yeah. Yes. Um, so when when you're meditating, is the when the person who's meditating is the sexual trauma coming up? Is that what you're asking, or you're asking whether yeah. meditation can be helpful? Yeah, yeah. So anybody who has a history of trauma, whether it's sexual or some other kind of trauma, has to kind of approach meditation gently, and it can be done. Which means, which means, I suggest short. Short amounts of of meditation are really helpful. Daily life medit- daily life practice, being mindful in the midst of the day, noticing one body, one's body, one's breath, things like that. S- getting more grounded, so bringing attention to the feet. The way we do that kind of body meditation could be helpful. Could be triggering for someone with with say sexual abuse. Um, so first of all, it's shortening the amount of doing it and. Maybe they want to do just like three minutes, five minutes, see what that's like and how that impacts it. Over time, when they start to feel a little bit more comfortable, it can be actually very healing practice for people with trauma as they learn to handle it. I also recommend noticing your hands and feet as a good way rather than, because sometimes there's a lot of energy going on here in the body. So noticing your hands and feet, listening to sounds. if you want, I have a very good article on this that I can recommend to you. Okay, afterwards. Sorry, this is a brief answer to a longer question. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> So the question is about falling asleep during meditation. You're being completely like everybody else. <laughs> Lots of people are falling asleep when they meditate. It just ha- anybody here fall asleep at some point when you meditate for two seconds for a longer period? Yeah, it's really really normal. Um, partially, most people don't get enough sleep. So when you come into like a dark room and you're asked to close your eyes, you just associate it with sleep. And so what you can do is. Um, when you notice you're getting sleepy, you can open your eyes, you can wiggle your feet and toes, you can just sort of, just kind of try to bring more energy. I sometimes teach standing meditation, so you can stand up. Uh, those are probably the best ways on the spot. And then you can also bring your attention to the fact that you're sleepy. So you start to bring the mindfulness to the sleepiness itself. Oh, what does my body feel like? There's a heaviness. There's a there's a fogginess, and then the 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 sleepiness stops being a problem and is just part of the meditation. Okay, yeah, yes. 
You know, there's so many kinds of meditation, right? There's hundreds of meditations, and um, some of them have a more directed focus, and some of them are more... um, The practice that I teach here tends to be less directed in that way. Um, I would have to think about ones that I would recommend for you, so you can give me a little time. yeah, let me think about it. I don't actually know off the top of my head. Maybe we can talk a little bit and check in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. About teaching meditation to kids. Um, how old are your kids? Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. So. Um, so kids can really learn meditation, and uh, our center has done research with children as young as four and found that they can learn some of this, not meditation per se, but some of the skills of mindfulness can be really helpful with regulation and attention. And then there's a lot of movements out there in terms of bringing mindfulness either into schools or to children. There's a woman, a local woman named Susan Kaiser Greenland, who's written a book called The Mindful Child. She's been affiliated with our center, and she's developed a wonderful program for bringing mindfulness to kids. We also bring mindfulness to teenagers. We have a teenager retreat. So it's absolutely doable, and it's something that some kids really respond to. Um, the UCLA Family Commons has sometimes kids and teenager meditation classes, so you can check that out. But um, certainly, I would I would look at the book The Mindful Child and start from there. Sure. Yes. So you're wondering when you meditate if if there's a place of no thought that you can access. Um, just I, I'll answer that, but tell me why you were wondering that. Uh, it's because you wanted to know if I'm repeating this for others that w- whether you can go farther than the mind and sort of the boundaries of the mind. So. Um, With meditation, there's a whole range of states that one can access. And sometimes the mind can get very, very clear and precise and and, and lots of things are happening and one is, there's a lot of mind, but not so caught in what's happening. Other times the mind can get very, very quiet and it can feel like an absence of thoughts. 
And it's not like one is better than the other. They're just different states that arise through meditation practice. And so I don't tend to think of it as the goal is to have no thoughts. I don't think of, I don't, I don't, it's sort of a goalless goal. What we're doing here is trying to develop the capacity to be present with whatever life brings us. And so the whole full range of experience that happens in meditation, one can be open to, but without like thinking that one thing is the best thing to have. That's how I see it. But I will say there are many meditations with many different techniques and that is related, sounds related to other meditations that I'm familiar with. Okay. Yes. No, absolutely. It sounds like as a child, you had a very mindful experience and that memory still exists inside you. So if you take it at the beginning of the meditation and let yourself remember that, remember what it feels like, really bring it to life, then it'll help with the mi- bring the mindfulness more fully present, right? And then I would say let go of it and then start doing more of the practice, although it can maybe in the back of your mind, that's absolutely fine. Fine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, again, to remind you to say in general, the pra- there are many practices, and I teach a variety of practices here, but the main practice that I teach is mindfulness, and there isn't, it's not about positive imagery. Another practice that I do cultivates positive emotion. This is where I have people repeat phrases and have the image, sending out images in a sense of kindness or compassion, love, etc. But with the basic mindfulness practice, what we're doing is we're simply paying attention to our present moment experiences and seeing what are using the breath as our focus our breath is our main focus that's what we attend to we feel it then our mind goes off we notice where we've gone to we come back and we just keep returning to the present moment and we start with the breath and ultimately we begin to allow all of the experiences to be to be what we're aware of. So we might be aware of sounds and then an emotion, a body sensation, a thought, an image that can all come, but we attend to it, not getting entangled in it, but really giving a kind of open witness to the experience. And that's what it's about. So that's this practice. And there's many, many other practices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big question. <laughs> he is asking about, is, is meditation void of the concept of God? You know, um, I, don't, I don't use it because I think that God can, is, is a word that's so individual in people's understanding of it and also very connected to religion. And, and so meditation to me is a very simple practice of staying attentive in the present moment. And... For some people, they may access states in their meditation that they may 
frame as, oh, this is related to my understanding of God, or this is, and I think if that happens, great, let that, because it can be very supportive. Now, there are other meditations where you contemplate God, right? So certain Christian meditations or Jewish meditations where you actually contemplate the names of God, or you do it. It's really different than what we're doing here, which is very, very secular, and, um, but when it accesses that, great for it. Okay, last one. Hooray. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hmm. I'm really happy to hear that. And just to say, there's one meditation on our website. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a, um, it's a meditation specifically for sleep. So you could try that one, too. So just go to our website. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm happy to hear mindfulness is putting you to sleep. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll do this again in like next month. Okay. Mm -hmm.